You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. What's going on, Broncos country? It is Saturday we night. Now we're, now we're spinning. Yeah, now we're going. Now we're going. We got it going. It's Scott Kennedy and Luke Patterson here on Saturday night for Mile High Insiders. And you already know what it is, Broncos country. The home opener tomorrow against the Jets. It's finally here. And I know it's just the Jets, but Scott, it's a sold-out crowd at, you know, in power field at Mile High. The energy is going to be electric. The Broncos are 2-0. and Zach Wilson is coming off an abysmal performance. We'll get into that later uh man how are you feeling I and mean, the night before kickoff i always get butterflies i always get anxious i'm feeling good in this one man well i, I i've been saying all week there is no when, when you're coming off a 5 and 11 season there is no just anybody you know last year the denver broncos were one of those oh it's just the broncos teams you don't don't take any wins for granted at this stage of the rebirth you know we we came in. Ooh, in, uh, I like that, Scott. The re- hashtag the rebirth. George Payton's <laughs> rebirth. I like that a lot, Scott. I really like that. Well, finish is, your thought, is, and I want to get into that rebirth because that's is, that's something I haven't heard, and that's a that's an a alpha huge trigger word. I like you know, it. This Go this up. is an alpha franchise. This is the Denver Broncos. We're not talking about you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints popping up and having a blip, but are historically pretty bad. You know, this is this is an alpha franchise and it's hit a dip, but this is step one of, of coming back. And when people say just, you know, it was just this team or just this team, they're already kind of mentally making that leap that Denver should be beating these teams. Well, they hadn't. They hadn't. So until you're beating those teams, then, you know, and then you can start taking it for granted. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's ready to say, okay, yeah, Denver Broncos and the Super Bowl, let's, let's start booking our tickets and, and all this type of stuff. But I've, I've said it before. I've said it all week. It's okay to be excited. It's okay to enjoy it and stop looking, well, it's just this team, it's just that team. So what? Those are the only two teams you could have played. Who were you supposed to beat this week, the past two weeks? <laughs> I absolutely love it. There's no such thing as an easy win. You could call it a trap game. Especially you could go back to on the-, the road early in the season. Sure. Against a team that's still trying to prove themselves. The rebirth. I like it because, oh man, this team, they've tricked us before. They really have with Case Keenum and going 2-0. And, and I'm writing articles that just I wish I didn't because I'm embarrassed calling him a gunslinger and throwing picks and all kinds of things like that. We're always wrong. And Scott, you're in the scouting community. You have been. You're one of the godfathers, if you will, of the I, scouting community. Luke, I had this conversation with our baseball coach this morning when he told me I was wrong. Yeah. And, oh, uh, okay. That's one of my buzzwords. So he got an earful. Well, you know, he got... You know, some, some <laughs> We're all wrong. Him. We're all wrong on, on was, you know, like, some... Listen, I'm not wrong yet. At least let me be wrong before I am wrong. Because when you start using words like right and wrong when predicting the future, these guys are going right. to make you look like a moron. So you always yeah, you're trying just to... a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, you're trying to make – we're trying to make the informed, uh, you know, speculation, if you will, it's, it's, based it's off it. of it's what we're seeing. So, you know, I, and, I think the Broncos – in the middle – when we were talking this summer, where should the Broncos be? If everything goes right, stay healthy, get good quarterback play, Von Miller comes back, all these things that you're thinking, 
I think, I don't remember for sure, but I think I had 11 and six. I think I had 11 and six. Okay. Started off well. And then here comes the, the tough part of the schedule comes up. You know, you start hitting those AFC North teams. I still have a lot of fear for those, for yeah. those teams. And there's a yeah. dip. And then there's sure. a takeoff point. For sure. And the Broncos are doing what they're supposed to be doing right now. And Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Broncos country, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing right now. It's Scott Kennedy, Luke Patterson on Saturday night. I want to say hello. I know Michael Ranquillo's in the house. What's going on, Abel? Chase, how are you? Um, I want to thank our good friend Chris from last weekend, Mr. Chris Hernandez. I know he will be listening on this podcast as well. And uh, look at this one. I got to pull this up from our guy, Chase Wilner. Did Nick run off to the mountains again? <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, Scott graciously uh, giving us some of his time on a Saturday night. Nick has some family in and uh, some family time that is very important right now in his life. So I'm going to leave it at that. And he can can explain later but next well you'll see him next saturday you'll see him on you know broncos for breakfast with these two fine young gentlemen every morning and uh you'll be able to catch him on building the broncos with scott as well so do not worry nick will be back uh shane how are you good to see you jewel the fool here we go jets week is here um i just released my keys to victory article last night i believe and for me one of the first things you got to do if we're talking about a defense you have got to bruise and batter Zach Wilson. This interior defensive line, Scott, they've got to start getting after it a little bit more. Uh, no Bradley Chubb. We get it. Malik Reed. Enter Malik Reed. I need to see some sacks, all right? We're three games in. Von Miller's the only guy with sacks right now. How do the Denver Broncos generate more sacks or more of a pass rush to get after one Zach Wilson? Well, I also think that Draymond Jones was, was looked really good in the first week and was a little quiet in the second week. So let's get let's get Draymond Jones going too. Um, you never want to give somebody too much time, even a quarterback that just threw four interceptions. But I don't want to see uh, I don't want to see Denver gambling. I don't think you have to gamble to beat Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. Get her, get after him with your front four. Get after him with a four man rush. You're showing five. So whether it's coming from, you know, Vaughn's side and he's dropping off or you got Malik Reed coming in or Jonathan Cooper's coming in from one side or, you know, shoot, let's let's sneak Bar uh, Baron Browning up there too. Um, you know, a, a blitz up the middle every so often is okay. Drop both linebackers off. But I, I like to see seven guys in coverage. Why? I normally don't. Why? Because those four interceptions, one, two, three, four, that Zach Wilson threw last week, he wasn't pressured. Not for the most part. They were just 
bad decisions where that little clock, that that dial in your head starts going off, and he didn't. He had probably had more time than he thought. Started getting a little happy, and and made some bad throws. Three of those were horrible throws, and one of them was thrown too hard and went through a receiver's hands. So I'd still put that one on the quarterback. Um, but he overcorrected. His first one were thrown too hard, and the next one, the, I think the final one, third or fourth one, looked like a punt. Uh, I think the safety. I don't remember who had it. But the safety, safety for the Patriots is back there, fair catching it as, he, as he's as yeah. he's bringing it in. Um, so you know, I, what I don't want to see is them gamble. There, there's no reason to gamble against this team. What's yeah, a what's uh, a what's a gamble like an unnecessary blitz? You don't want to see a corner throw seven man blitz, an overload. Okay, yeah, you jailhouse know, blitz. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Blitz. Absolutely, old Jerry Glanville days. Once can't we see it once though, of Scott? Course, I mean, just course. just okay, Absolutely. just once, you like because you. All right, all right, just, all right. Just for the same reason, you'd like you'd like the the, the uh, Broncos to establish the run, but you still want to throw one over the top. You know, sure. I, I don't want a 50-yard pass to be the basis of this offense. Yeah, every once in a while, you know, make sure you know that, listen, you get a little comfortable back there. We're going we're gonna to send Kareem Jackson, who's a human missile from somewhere. Patrick Sertan is going to pop up out of nowhere. We're going to send three guys from Von Miller's side. Let them know it's there. But my point is, is if the Broncos play mistake-free, fairly conservative, they'll squeeze a life out of this Jets team. Mm, squeeze the life and bruise and batter Zach Wilson. It's what the Broncos got to do. Lawrence Rivera weighing in. Thank you very much for joining Scott and I on MHI on your Saturday night. We are just and uh, appreciate the stars on that one too, Lawrence. Yeah, we are just man. We are right. We're so hours Broncos country hours from the home opener down there at Empower Field and Lawrence weighing in. Let's get at the quarterback early. Keep him scared, and it will be our game for the taking. Let's get out of there healthy. Oh, man. Health has been something that uh, the Denver Broncos. Before I forget, since I haven't let you speak probably at all the first 10 minutes. (laughs) uh, Before I forget, uh, speaking of hours, I know this is going to be a lot of fun and really important for everybody. I wanted to show show this flyer that's going out because the meet and greet is tomorrow. So uh, tomorrow, the game day tailgate. When? Uh, Tomorrow. Uh, where? Lot D. Lot D. And the time pretty much will be two hours before kickoff. Somewhere in that uh, like 10 to what time? Is it mountain time? Two o'clock kickoff? Yeah, yeah. It should be 2 p.m. kickoff here in the Maha so City. 2 p.m. kickoff mountain time. So that 11 to 1 o'clock window, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock window is when you're going to have your, your best chance. And then an hour before everybody should be packed up and, and before kickoff, everybody should be packed up and moving on. But before we got too far along, I wanted to remind everybody, uh, and, and since we have this nice graphic to show, we might as well show it. Now I'll shut up for a minute and let you Did you speak. make that? Did you make that graphic? I did not make this. No, I didn't oh, make this. Oh, okay. I was going to give you props. Either way, it looks nice. Um, <laughs> it looks nice, man. I can't do any of that artistic stuff. So here we go. If you're Zach Wilson, are you attacking Kyle Fuller right away? It's been a theme that we've seen the last two games from – uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants. You saw it with Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Uh, I would not be surprised to see a Zach Wilson who has a significant arm. That arm is getting him in trouble right now. Sometimes like Drew Locke's arm got him into trouble. Um, you see some of those similarities. I do like Zach Wilson. I think that his rookie year is going to be his rookie year with the Jets. And for the love of God, New York, please do not ruin this young man's career. He looks about 12, <laughs> first of all. Uh, but I do like Robert Sala. I'm, I'm interested to see um what the offensive coordinator that first year young buck you know still got his ears wet i'm curious to see what he's going to do as well uh mike lafleur is that is that right 
Matt LaFleur's little brother, I'm pretty sure. You, I don't know. Is is the I, I offensive? He's, he's the offensive coordinator I, for the say LaFleur. I start thinking hockey. Yeah, he's yeah. So he's the offensive coordinator. Uh, obviously, Matt, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, right? But he's the offensive coordinator for the Jets. Um, in the scouting community, we hear whispers all the time. Scott, I don't know if you heard of this one yet, but he is being mentioned as two years down the road, probably going to be a head coach. So um, I'll be interested to see what he what he does. He's a Shanahan disciple, right? That Ode to McVay disciple. Curious to see how they're going to do it. We're going to see Javante Williams finally in the Mile High City, but you're also going to see his old running mate, Michael Carter. Uh, you know Michael Carter well. We we both love scouting. We both dive into the draft. We hit the road, and we check out some of these all-star games. You've done it for a long time. I've done it for a little bit. Tell me a little bit about Michael Carter and what you can expect from the New York Jets running attack because uh, Zach Wilson's going to need some some assistance there. Yeah, I, I liked Michael Carter. Um, a good receiver out of the backfield, a little smaller, uh, shifty, but not small. Still runs with some good power, but he's he's more of a – a third down type of back is what, and what you think of in the old school ways where you can get him, get him the ball multiple ways out of the backfield. Good shiftiness, um, probably closer to Melvin Gordon in running style than Javante Williams, which is why they complemented themselves so well. Um, going back to a question you had a, a little bit ago, if, uh, if, if, if I'm Zach Wilson, do I go right after Kyle Fuller? Um, I started thinking a little bit in terms of basketball. Okay. Uh, I got a, a shooter that's cold. You know, I want to run some plays. We're going to get some easy shots, some, uh, you know, some layups some something like that, some little pull-ups. I, I would think coming out early, you want to try and get him going with some screen passes, some quick slants, some some easy stuff, some bread and butter stuff um, before trying to go down the field again. And, uh, and and Jules the Fool had a nice comment here. Uh, Jules the Fool had a had a nice comment here, too. He said, I, I know Wilson was horrible into Pats, but he's going to look better this weekend. Don't expect a beat down like that. I, I agree. I, I think – he had to have learned something from that. I don't expect another four interceptions is what I'm saying. I don't think anybody should. Um, but I didn't see enough to say, let's, let's blitz these guys light outs and, and gamble. Um, I think I, I don't expect a beat down either. I'm just not sure that that's in the nature of this Broncos team to throw 40 up. Like Eric said, had a, like a 42 to nine score or something like this. I might know comfortable type of 27 to 10 again like we've, we've seen the past few weeks so yeah um, and stay tuned we will get into our prediction scott prediction mm -hmm. and mine towards the end of the show in broncos country get yours in and we will bring them up towards the end of the show so all right kyle fuller maybe doesn't test them i, I hear you uh right away when, absolutely not right away i i okay. go, i i wouldn't think of i would try and get him going early like just the same thing, a running back fumbles a ball, give it to him right away. You know, you want to throw, get some screen passes, get some, you know, to out of the backfield or a, a bubble screen to your wide receiver, a quick slant, anything like that. Um, but try and get some easy, easy completions to get his rhythm going and his confidence back up before you start trying to attack the perimeter again. That'd be my thoughts. I like it. I like Zach Wilson. I liked him a lot in the draft. I still like his potential, but he is a rookie that is swimming in this league right now. It's to be expected. Um, 
I think Zach Wilson, he's going to he's gonna throw for some significant yards tomorrow, folks. Uh, Vic Fangio does have a bend, but don't break defense. You're going to see some turnovers. Um, called the Pat Sertan interception last week. I absolutely loved it. I'm still on my victory lap there. I cannot wait to see Justin Simmons get one this week. And speaking of Justin Simmons, guys, here at MHH, you will have an opportunity to earn a Justin Simmons jersey courtesy of everybody here at MHH. We've got a really special promotion going on right now where stars are essentially acting as a raffle, if you will. And the more stars that you send in, and it does apply to YouTube as well, and our Facebook supporters, we never forget any of y'all. We appreciate all the support for keeping the lights on. Uh, Ultimately, 250,000 stars is the goal. Once that happens, once you decide to donate, you're automatically entered for number 31, Justin Simmons jersey. So Broncos country, know that going in. We appreciate your support. And I want to see who wins that Justin Simmons jersey because it was Howie freaking day uh, last month that won, I think, the Von Miller jersey, and he absolutely killed it. And I know that, that actually he's- is his name, not in a description. Yeah, it's it's how we it's how we freaking day, and I know how we freaking day wants some how we freaking Simmons. So let's get to the uh, let's open it up a little bit here. You and I like to flap our gums. It's one of the things we try to avoid in podcasting, whether it be podcasting or radio. But we've got a decent sized stream joining us on Saturday night. Broncos country is excited for the Jets as they should be. And let's see some predictions. Here's another big prediction, kind of like Eric was alluding to. Broncos 42, Jets 10, go Broncos. It could happen, Michael. It really could. Michael, one of our very good friends, Michael Branquillo, of course, always in the running to get that Justin Simmons jersey. We appreciate your support, sir. Uh, Here's the thing. I completely agree with Scott. These are still going to be competitive games, and you're going to have competitive matchups. Losing Josie Jewell is a significant blow to the Denver Broncos. Josie Jewell has problems covering tight ends. Now you're going to be seeing, uh, what, the new guy from L.A. who had the practice squad? I can't even get his name right yet. Micah Kaiser? Yeah, Micah. You're going to get my, not Micah Parsons, the other guy that I really liked on defense. The other I, Micah, I the like practice Micah. squad Micah. <laughs> so there you go. You're going to be getting, uh, you know, maybe some Baron Browning on the edge. I don't love that at all. If I'm going to be honest, Scott, Baron Browning needs to stay in one spot. That spot is inside Ohio State. He is a team player. He will do whatever they want him to do. I'm excited to see some Jonathan Cooper. But, you know, my guy, McTelvin Ajim, it's time for you to wake up, baby. Shelby Harris, it's time to wake up because Draymond Jones will be getting after him. But I think this game will be a little bit closer. We'll get to our predictions a little bit later. Here we go. Benjamin Flores. Let's check this out. 30 to 17 Broncos. That's, I think, a little bit more fair. Jets will have one garbage time touchdown. Guys, special teams has absolutely killed the Denver Broncos. We were all witnesses in Jacksonville. And uh, Scott, that's another one of my keys to the game special teams that I wrote about on milehighhuddle.com. Just please be average. Don't choke. Okay. Like, for the love of God, just please be average. And peek behind the curtain we were talking flag football scott and i i'm trying to learn and scott's coached a ton of kids and a ton of sports so he's given me some words of wisdom and uh it's just one of those things man where it's like dude stay assignment and fundamentally sound please it's not always the coach i hear everybody with the tom mcmahon just 
pitchforks and lanterns wanting to go down there and burn down UC Health Training Center to get rid of Tom McMahon. But he's not the problem for me right now. You can only coach what you can coach. As a special teams player, it is your responsibility to make plays and make tackles. Are you worried about special teams, Scott? Yeah, a little bit. You know, the, the coverage units, and and I don't know, I, I don't know the Broncos well enough historically to know if, you know, is out punting your coverage a problem, you know, with, with the thin air, you know, does that, is that, does that become a thing? You know, if I go from a, I'm, I'm averaging 48 to all of a sudden I'm averaging 52, that's two steps. That's two more steps that I got to cover. Well, two steps to a return guy is an acre of space. Right. Um. So how do you, how do you compensate for that? Now on the flip side of that, shouldn't ever be a kickoff return, you know, in the, in the thin air, you should be able to kick the ball through the end zone. There's very few kick returns these days. Anyway, you should never have a kickoff return up there. You should have somebody that can knock the ball through the back of the end zone, even if he's just a specialist. So um, Gary Leeds Palmer coming in. Let me see if I can pop him. Where'd you go, Gary? There he is. Uh, I got him. Yep. There's a, uh, got it with the, uh, with the cup of coffee. I appreciate it. Always, always appreciate the coffee uh, with the stars. Love it. Loving Scott and Luke. Want to see a break? You know what? I, I'm so in tune to this now, Gary. I said, want to see breakfast. That's what I read when I glanced down. Broncos and Broncos. 31 to 10. Yeah, <laughs> and Broncos for breakfast is where you can find Scott and Nick on the mornings. Y'all are crazy, too, especially on Tuesdays, by the way. You know, these guys are up and Adam talking and yelling at it's, each other it's, on it's Tuesday morning. For me, remember. Okay, and then they're yelling at each other a few hours later for building the Broncos. It's the best thing ever. Guys, be sure to get at milehighhuddle.com where you can find all of our best written uh, content. We've got little links over to some film breakdown, if you will, and other really good stuff for Broncos country to view. And here's the cool thing about Mile High Huddle. I'm just going to say it right now. You don't need a subscription with us, all right? We're not going to charge you fees. We're not going to lock up our articles or any of that stuff. Come on over to MHH.com, and we have got your back. Speaking of getting your back, our guy Nathan, Nate Doug, has got our back with a $5 super. Appreciate you so much, Nate, and go Broncos. Hope you and your family are doing well. Uh, can Brandon McManus just boot the ball into the end zone every time? I think that $5 was going into the good karma bank because BMAC has been the man. For a long time, uh, no one's going to dispute that. Uh, look for BMAC, I think, to have a good game. Scott, you had just referenced something that Nate Dog was throwing down as well. Mm -hmm. Altitude, kicking in the altitude, it does matter here. And I think that's something that Brandon McManus will have an advantage with. Now, whether the punter and the punting unit are, are they're going to be able to do anything, that's another that's another game, man. You know, that's a whole nother story. So you got kickoff problems. Sometimes punts looked pretty decent. You saw Josie Jewell absolutely obliterate somebody uh last week against Jacksonville, but no Josie Jewell now. So who is willing to make a play? Give me one name, a random third stringer, second stringer that you you want to see make a play, Scott. Someone that Broncos country can keep their eye on. Well, see, here's the thing is, is my guy in the preseason that was a backup, but he was on the DL. So I don't expect to see him so much in uh, in okay. punt coverage. Who are uh, you talking Deshaun, about? That was Deshaun Williams. Okay. Yeah. Deshaun he gets Williams was my player, the player of the preseason. Uh, so far through two games of those random backup type guys, when we mentioned who needs to step up on the DL, for me, Shamar Stevens has flashed more than some of the other guys. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those where you're just kind of watching – an overview, and you're like, oh, who is that? Oh, Shamar Stevens again. So, you know, I think he's been playing really well. And I want to call out some people that are that are coming in here. Um, 
back to back to back here with the stars. We certainly appreciate it. Randy, thank you very much. Thanks, Randy. Katie, again, that looks, you know, again, my uh, if I was a Warshack, that looks like a cup of coffee to me. It's probably well, and I'm, I'm wondering if this is my friend Katie, who I used to work with. If it is, I, I sure appreciate the support. If not, I still appreciate the support because yeah, if not, we got a new friend. Yeah, so. if not, we got new friends, but no, really so, appreciate, really so appreciate you. you guys. And Muhammad coming in. If y'all have any questions or anything, Mo, Mo is my guy. <laughs> I will interrupt anybody to give Mo a shout out. He's our MHH mile high huddle male model, always repping our swag. And guys, if you want some swag like I've got, and I, Scott, what the hell? We got to get you some MHI stuff. We got to get you well, some I've building the Broncos, the Broncos stuff. For breakfast stuff is available now. I've got to get a Broncos for breakfast hat. Broncos for sure. breakfast, guys. You know where you want to get your gear? You want to get your swag? Get your swag on over at at the, at the huddleuppod.com store. That's the huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Guys, you can find us on Twitter as well at mile high huddle uh specifically this show twitter at mhi underscore pod i'd appreciate it if you guys gave us a follow because you know twitter is the most important thing ever and uh we would appreciate your support we've got lots lots of eyes on us all the time and katie's saying yeah it's me what's up hey good to see you katie i hope you win that justin simmons jersey you are officially in the running and uh I take care of my friends. Happy anniversary, Katie. A happy belated anniversary to you and your husband. Hope y'all are doing well. Scott, I see a lot of conversation here in the comment section, a ton of it. And, and Broncos country, they're asking, they're wanting to know what's going on with the Broncos interior offensive line. Garrett Bowles has looked solid. Uh, we finally seem to have a right tackle in Bobby Matthews, not only competent, but I would say above average and doing okay. Uh, what's going on with Graham Glasgow's status for tomorrow? What's going on with Lloyd Cushenberry and Dalton Reisner, who both could have had a lot better games the last two weeks. The early, the early, earlier in the war when we were doing these shows, it said that Glasgow is going to be back, but he's listed as questionable. Um, so if I've got somebody that's questionable that's out because of a heart condition, to me, I want him out. You know, I, I don't want, I don't want any questions when we're dealing with someone's ticker. Uh, I want that one to be sure. So. <laughs> Um, let's be, let's be positive about something like that, but you know, it could just be precautionary and just, you know, one of those things where he's on there, but he's listed as questionable on the final injury report. So, uh, that leaves Mooty and that leaves, uh, you know, Dalton Reisner on the edges. And I think we're going to see the interior line have, have their best game. We're going to see some improvements. Some of the problems that they were having were schematically. They were overloading the box. They were absolutely stacking eight guys in the box and attacking the interior line. I don't think the Jets are going to do that. The the, uh, the previous games, we had the Giants and we had the Jags. They were daring Teddy Bridgewater to beat them, right? They were daring him. Well, guess what? Teddy tore him apart. Just he scorched him. But, Scott, Teddy can't throw any deep balls. Teddy's two, Teddy two gloves. Teddy checked out. Scott, no. Teddy I'll, can't do this. I'll say Bull. I'll say it for the thousandth time. The deep ball isn't about arm strength. It's not. Every quarterback in this league, any quarterback pretty much from the college level, most of them in high school can throw a ball 50 yards downfield. That's about play action and beating beating someone deep. That's not what the deep ball is. When you start talking about arm strength, the, the money throw, when you're watching guys, can they play in this league in NFL? It's the outside hash on a 20-yard out. Can they get the ball there or not? If they can, they've got a chance to play in this league. It's not about throwing a deep ball on play action over the top of the safety. 
That's not about arm strength. Every quarterback in this league can make that throw. So Teddy's got plenty of arm, but I think he's actually looked better than any of us were expecting with his release and his arm strength. Um, and part of it could just be comfort and confidence. And the weapons that he's got at his disposal are probably better than any he's had in his career. Well, and his ability to not only stay calm under pressure, Scott, but improvise, throw on the run, do some things that he used to do before that horrific leg injury. It's bizarre because in a few plays, you see some shades of old Teddy. Now, he's not as fast. He's not as agile. He does. He's not cutting people up. But it's bizarre, and it's working, and it's a pleasant surprise. And Broncos country, get on the Teddy B train. Speaking of getting on the train, supporting everybody, Justin going to be getting on the train and coming here to the Mile High City. Scott, a $20 super. Appreciate you so much, Jay. So excited. I'm heading down from Wyoming as we speak to meet the MHH crew and watch a blowout. There's another one. Thinking of another blowout with the Jets. How great would that be? Uh Okay, we're talking offensive line. Appreciate the support, Jay. I hope safe travels, by the way. Um, My underlying point that I could fit in a tweet is the Broncos are going to have more room to run the ball than they've had in their first two games. By default, the offensive line at the interior offensive line is going to look better because they're not going to be overloaded. So let's look for improvement in the the interior offensive line. I hope hope you're right. I hope you're right. I do respect Robert Sala. I do like the defensive linemen in there, Rankins, Williams, C.J. Mosley. Do not sleep on C.J. Mosley. Go back, you start watching some tape. Those guys can get after a little bit. Um, I think it's going to be a really, really good test. And uh, let's let's get to one of our young ladies that's joining us tonight on MHI. And please, please, please correct me if I butcher your name because I'm very sorry. I want to make sure I get this right. Uh, is that Kala, her, coming in? I'd go Kayla to start. Kayla. Oh, okay. See, that's just me being a goop. Kayla, but that's Kayla. All right. So I'm so sorry, Kayla. That's why Scott's here to correct me. No, I'm not me saying cause... I'm right. That'd be that'd be my guess, though. But you know, we've got we've got boring. You know, well, I'm a lot older than you, but I got boring Gen X name, Scott. Let's get that one back. Yeah, no, no, not at <laughs> all, man. Kayla, appreciate you so much. Very pretty name. I do like the spelling. Teddy brings leadership, guys. You can't. You can tell the team wants to work harder for him. The Broncos have been missing that since Peyton left. Kayla, I absolutely love that because that intangible is something that I've been speaking about and spewing out of these lips, word salad, writing it on on all the articles for my training camp journal. When I was out there, it was so easy to tell that this team was falling in love with Teddy. They respect him. They ride with him. They play for him. He's down there hanging with the defensive linemen and then the defensive backs. You know, in practice, that's something that you don't see. You didn't see Drew doing, and there's no fault to Drew. It's just who Teddy is, and he is that survivor, and I love the leadership. And one thing that we got to see, and I know you and I didn't really get to talk about it, but you got to hear Von Miller in that week one game saying, you know, to quote Kayla, hey, man, we haven't had this since 18 left. And those pep talks and those things that you're doing, we believe, and I need that. Von Miller needs that. Super Bowl 50, Von Miller Three sacks. I'm getting all excited and choked up here. He's already just dominating. He's saying he believes in Teddy, and it's hard to get him rah-rah. Kayla, I absolutely love that. That's a very, very important point. Uh, she, what do you think she, she of Teddy? It's Kyla. 
Kyla. Okay. Kyla. Appreciate you so much, Kyla. That's a very good point. What do you think of Kyla's Kyla's comment there about Teddy's leadership? How much does leadership matter on this Denver Broncos offense? Well, what's funny is when we first, when we first, when we first started talking about Teddy Ridgewater, I, I've covered Teddy since he was a junior in high school and he was a Pied Piper in the most talent rich area in the country for prep football down in, in, in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, the Dade Broward counties. Um, I firmly believe that he flipped the fortunes of two programs by choosing Louisville instead of going to Miami, because if he had gone to Miami, the Miami hurricanes would have gotten any kid for the next three years out of that area that they wanted. Like they used to, that's how important Teddy Bridgewater, the person was in that area. Well, and that's why he didn't go to Miami because the person was too good for Miami. We know how Miami rolls. (laughs) Well, whatever it was, there was coaching changes in there, whatever it was. That why when Teddy didn't go there, it was it really it was extremely detrimental. It wasn't just about you know the quarterback that you didn't because he's a great he was a great player, but just what he meant down in that area. It's like oh Teddy's not going here. Why would I go there? But I, I mentioned you know I, I use the word leader of men. You know back in uh, in, mm-hmm. in, in June or May when we first started talking about him and the eyes were rolling. I was getting eye rolling. You know God, he called him a leader. I'm like it's important. It, it, it is, you know, but it's kind of like saying, you know, oh, talking about, you know, someone you're going to go out a date with, that person's got a great personality. Oh, God. Um, you know, so, <laughs> it always comes back to personality. But it is. It's one of his best attributes. It does. And, and I've said, you know, whether you wanted Drew Locke to start or whether Teddy Bridgewater starts, if Teddy wins, if he plays great or not, he is really really easy to root for as a fan because he is such a tremendous person and you see how quickly he's this team is bonded around Teddy Bridgewater he's a veteran he's been around the league he's come back from things he's he's been to the pro bowl he's done all these really good things um and one of his one of his Teddy like you know if it was somebody else saying it you might roll your eyes too but he goes you know I, I don't know about the starting job but I'm just here to try and make these guys it was Ted Lasso like Try and make these guys be the best versions of themselves on and off the field. I swear to God, he was quoting Ted Lasso. Teddy's- Ted Lasso was quoting Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> no, Teddy Bridgewater is the man. And here's the thing. He's authentic. Teddy knows who he is, and that's how players describe him. He's the same, you know, morning, lunch, and dinner, man. I mean, he's the same guy. And guys respect the real. They keep it real, right? You got to keep it real with guys. Otherwise, they don't trust you and they don't believe you. Uh, false bravado only goes so much and it doesn't go anywhere in the NFL. But speaking of Teddy Bridgewater, here's uh, a really good question that Broncos country is talking about. Coming from our guy, Sky Griffin. Thank you so much for joining Scott and I here on MHI tonight. Appreciate you, Mr. Griffin. Hey, guys, uh, all that Teddy love. Would you sign Teddy to a five-year deal now i don't know about the five-year deal sky but the conversation is definitely coming up you know if teddy continues to play this well do you come to him and talk about maybe another one to two-year deal for me it's way too early to even think about going there i am perfectly fine with where we're at right now because he's exceeding expectations the carolina panthers are paying the majority of his salary what seven eight million dollars and i think the broncos are only on the books for two to three million for teddy more like 15 is that right he had like a three or 60 million dollar deal he's getting a lot of money but just for this year 
Just for this year, though, I was I was pretty sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, we can get over to spot rack. It, the Broncos are playing pen, paying pennies on the dollar. Right, they're paying like four, but I think that means that that uh, the uh, the Panthers are paying like 15. Oh, that's so much, man. Good old Matt Rule, right? You know, we all saw that mess. Christian McCaffrey, get better, bud. J.C. Horn, get better. Turf absolutely kills me. Uh, but no, you, you got to see Teddy continue to play well. The biggest thing for me, Teddy's going to turn the ball over, folks. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. It's going to either be a fumble or an interception. Now, as soon as it happens, I know th- there's going to be some chirps for Drew Locke and everything like that. Bad plays happen in the NFL. These players are too good. Guys get caught. Things happen. You know, I'm trying to clean it up for podcasting happens in the nfl all right uh it's just kind of the way it goes so if you see a turnover if you see something like that do not panic because his teammates aren't going to panic and that's something that i absolutely love from teddy bridgewater uh panicking does nobody any good absolutely never uh can't you can't go anywhere by panicking but before we go any further, I want to open it up just a little bit more. Our guy James is coming in saying uh, that that'd be a great deal. Peyton GM of the year. Um, not sure if he's referencing the the Teddy Bridgewater deal, but Scott, what do you make Teddy Bridgewater? Do you resign him? Do you wait a little longer? Well, what do you, gonna, if you're, if you're George Peyton, what are you thinking? I'm going to answer the question as it was asked. Do you sign Teddy to a five-year deal? No, 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 no. Why not? Um, injury history. Uh, that, that's too much. Um, is that it? If it's a the, for that, yeah. I mean, and depending on what the price is, um, has he proven over a long enough time that he's going to be a top ten quarterback? Because that's the guy. If you're going to sign him to a five year deal, and and let's forget, you know, to me, let's let's pretend a five year deal actually is a five year deal, and not <laughs> a five year deal that you're backloading that so to. you can cut him later. Um, <laughs> right. But it actually is a five year deal. Uh, I wouldn't be ready to commit to Teddy Bridgewater for five years. Uh, it's as you just said, it's way too early to to have a knee jerk reaction like that because right now you'd really be negotiating against yourselves. Um, and let, let's get let's get a, a bigger body of work before we start making those type of decisions. Would I start thinking about a an extension, a two year deal? Yeah. And let's let's get in his ear. Say, hey, let's 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 start let's start thinking about a, a two year extension on this. Um, Nick and I got into this a little bit about what it would cost, and uh, you know, he's I started thinking ten to twelve, and he he threw out the word twenty again. I'm like, you know, mm. twenty twenty is going to be high. Twenty is going to put you in the top eight or nine quarterbacks, and you know, I don't know that Teddy's going to be there over the course of seventeen games. Um, but eight figures is nothing to sneeze at. You go 10 or 12 million, uh, Teddy, it lets us build around you. It, it doesn't handicap us the way we see some other teams, <clears throat> Atlanta Falcons, who can't do anything because <laughs> the quarterback's uh, contract situation is too prohibitive. So you make that sales point. Um, but no, five years right now, no. And for a two-year extension, uh, I'm, I'm still going to hold off. You know, we're, we're only two games into a 17-week season. Um, I'm not I'm not quite there yet. And wanted to grab these stars real quick from James when we were talking Please. about the, uh, you know, the leadership and the intangibles and all those type things. And he says, you can be a great guy, but if you don't lead by example, you can't really be effective. That seems to be the problem we've had since uh, Peyton F. and Manning retired, unless his middle name actually is F. 
Um, <laughs> and I actually had a different point with this um, as well, because you're right. Um, you've got to lead by example for sure. The do as I say, not as I do doesn't work ever. And um, the other part of that is you, you've got to be effective. You know, you can't, you've got to hold up your end. Leading by example, by performing and being effective. If you're going out there and, and you're you're stinking it up, then your, your leadership wanes. That's why captains are usually the better players because they're leading by example and they're being effective. It's someone that leads because people, that's who they want to aspire to become, to play like, to be like. And they, he has to continue to be effective in order to, for his, the rest of his intangibles to keep having the same effect. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, one player I would love to see re-signed, but I know it's not going to happen is our guy, Tim Patrick, uh, our guy if you got fantasy play Tim Patrick. I'm telling you, man, that guy is money for at least one tutty. I uh, love Tim Patrick. I know he's going to go to another team eventually and be a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and I cannot wait to see it because uh, he looks great in orange and blue. I'm just not sure how long his future is going to be with the team. But before we go any further, Shannon Mills joining the show on MHI. Thank you very much for joining Scott and I before the Broncos open up against the New York Jets in a matter of hours. And uh, Shannon signing off or sounding off rather Teddy doesn't get rattled. He makes plays happen and has earned the respect of players do that poise and due to that poise in his leadership. I want to say that one more time. He has earned the respect of the players and you're starting to see uh, those things start to come out. Now I know Broncos country, the most educated fan base in the NFL, is aware that Teddy had KJ Hamler's locker moved over. Um, I'm very frustrated with KJ Hamler. Now it's a leadership move for Teddy and um, no secret to anybody on these airwaves that I am very good friends with a, a local radio station here. And I'm disagreeing with a couple of good, my friend, good friends there because they're saying KJ gets it. Luke, calm down. He's hard on himself. He's staying after practice. Scott, I think he's overthinking it. KJ not having any fun out there and KJ needs to have fun. I don't need him going up there being Jerry Judy's bodyguard in Minnesota. That's my own, you know, get off my <laughs> lawn guy moments. Uh, but I need KJ to focus just a little bit and let everything else go because this man has got the tools. He did drop a lot of balls in college coming out of the draft. I don't have to tell you that you've done a huge dive into KJ Hamler. I already know it. Uh, What's going on with KJ right now? Because it's just, there's no connection between him and Teddy. You're seeing a one-legged Cortland Sutton get some really good reps, get that feeling going again. You're seeing Timmy Pats. You're seeing Noah Fant. What's going on with KJ Hamler? It's early. It's early. It, it's he's early. young. He's a track star. He no, no, no. Be, you in, know in what? Season. You said there's no there's no connection with him. So let me, let me okay. bring up All the right. score. Calm me down. Walk me right. off the walk me off the ledge, Scott, because I'm right. upset and I'm uh, angry. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. <laughs> Someone's got to be left out, right? What right, have I sure. heard constantly since I've been on here? Is we're not targeting, we're not using the tight ends, we're not using the tight ends, we're not using the tight ends. Well, the tight ends got 10 targets and had eight catches. Uh, and then 11 and add another one because Saubert had a catch in the last game. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Cortland Sutton is coming off an injury and was the hot receiver, had nine targets on 12 receptions. Okay, 
now there's, let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 10 different receivers. There's, there's 10 total receivers. Shout out Teddy B, baby. Shout out Teddy B. So you're, you're, when we talked that, that, you know, it's, this is going to be a tough fantasy team to have because <laughs> you're sure. going to have a, a different hot guy every week. You know, I, I don't expect, I don't expect Sutton to get nine catches every week. You know, it might be Hamlet this week. It might be Patrick next week. It might be Noah Fant the week after that. It might be Javante Williams the week after that. When we ask the question to the group, it's like, who, who's the play? Who's going to be the key guy? You'll see seven guys named. You know, you'll see seven guys go through the chat. And what does that tell you? There isn't a key guy. There, There's a lot of really good players. And any one of them at any given week, depending on matchups, form, could be the key guy. That makes for crap fantasy picks, <laughs> but it makes for really, really good football teams. So, Hamler, uh, just let's let's give it a little time. You know, okay. one catch away from having you know being the leading receiver practically. So I, I'm not You're I'm not worried right. about him. What what I am interested in though, do we have a little bias about Tim Patrick? Why is that? Because he's undrafted and I missed him out of coming out of Utah. We have a little bias about what we think that his market's going to be to the rest of the league because, you know, just looking, he, I don't know that he's going to be a huge receiver on this team. His best season is 50 catches for 700 yards. His next best is 23. The man didn't drop a ball last year, Scott. Does that account for nothing to you? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm being I'm facetious, saying, of course. He's making four now. Am okay, I being biased? Am I being biased against Tim Patrick? What I'm saying is he's making close to four now. Is there okay. going to be such a market for this guy to pay him in the tens that you can't bring him back? Mm, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to bring Tim back. I really don't. I, I I don't. I think you're gonna you're seeing guys go. What injuries haven't happened yet? I mean, what you know, Michael Thomas went down last year. That's been a problem ever since. Who's the next wide receiver to go down? You just saw Christian go down. You're seeing what four out of five quarterbacks go down, not coming back last you know, just last Sutton, weekend Sutton's alone. Coming off, but I'm just what I'm. My question is, is he going to be able to shine enough in this offense with all of these targets that he's going to have? offers from around the league that are making it that will make him cost prohibitive someone going to come in and offer tim patrick four years and 60 million yeah, uh, mm, maybe not six mm, no to answer your question no maybe not 60 million uh that's, I mean, that's quadrupling his his pay but I mean, right like even say doubling it we're gonna 40 gonna someone come in and offer him three and 20 35 million. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe he's a guy that will do what is ever is asked of him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that we value that to your point in Broncos country. We love the blocks. We love the, and I love the interviews. I love talking to Tim Patrick, any chance I can get and ask him a question because the guy is no BS and he will tell you what he thinks. And I absolutely love it, but maybe, maybe you're right. If I'm being completely honest, maybe there's no, some, it's, bias. Not, it's not, you're not the first person to say that it's, it's, it's basically, it's, it's almost like it's understood that Tim sure. Patrick's going to be the one to go. Cause you won't be able to afford to keep him. Well, but, where's, where's he on the pecking order of receivers right now? You know, he's on the pecking going. order of getting a touchdown every single game the last three weeks coming up here. You know, and that's where I don't know where his yardage stacks mm -hmm. up. I'm, I know it's minimal because I wrote him up last week and I think he got what four targets, maybe three catches, if that. Yeah, he's he's seven catches for seventy six yards, through, two touchdowns, and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, if he gets those, if he's you know, all he does is catch touchdown passes. Are you are you are you old enough to know where that came from? 
Are um, you? <laughs> how dare actually, you? How that's dare you? A famous, that's actually a famous line. How dare you? Uh, no, I didn't answer your other question. No, I don't. Okay. Well, Buddy Ryan said that about Chris Carter back in the day. Uh, all he really? does is catch touchdown okay. passes. All right. Um, but all yeah, right. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Scott. KJ Hamler, though. Here's where I lose my patience with KJ when he is already on his break and not turning his head around. You see Teddy getting after him a little bit. Like, come on, man. That's a that's a you got to be dialed in. You got to be ready to go. Just because you don't know, I'm going to go to you. Uh, I mean, come on, KJ. You're better than that, baby. I know Expect you're better ball. than that. Expect the ball. It's coming. Expect to you. the ball. Expect it. Expect the ball, and that's something that we've got to try and see. I want to get to one of our good friends, Michael, coming in here saying, Teddy Bridgewater goes to his Broncos players and tells them, great pay, let's keep it up. Uh, it's great being you know, with the Denver Broncos. Michael Ranquillo is such a, a diehard fan. I absolutely love it. Shout out to my gauge. I number one, Michael Ranquillo is sitting number one. On oh, Michael Ranquillo. Mike, you coming with that Justin Simmons Someone asked, does it matter which podcast that the stars go to? No, it it matters that you're if you're just on uh, that channel on the on if you're donating stars, it goes to the overall your overall total. Whether it's Broncos for Breakfast, uh, Dove Valley Deep Divers, Mile High Insiders, um, Huddle Up Pod, or there's one more. Dove Valley Deep Divers, Huddle Up, Building building the Broncos, MHI. Yeah. Uh, Broncos for breakfast Gut reaction. Yeah. All that, all that good stuff, man. Count. It's yeah, it's absolutely great. Um, no shout out to everybody joining us. Cause we are finishing up our last little bit here. Peter Middleton, our guy, Peter Middleton, Scott has been with us since the beginning. The show's been going on just over a year, coming on a year and a half now. And Pete, absolutely love you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Patrick's become a red zone threat. Timmy P. KJ is still young and needs time, but he needs to hold on to the ball. You're right. You're right, Peter. You're right. He is young. We knew this coming out of college. This was a problem for him. He finally has a quarterback to steal Mark Schlereth, right? The great Mark Schlereth, love stink, good friend of mine. He's always making fun of me. Um, (laughs) You guys would love it. But he's always saying Teddy Bridgewater – nurtures these wide receivers. He nurtures Alberto. I like that term a lot. You're talking rebirth. What does a veteran quarterback nurturing young wide receivers do for an offense and a team in general? It, it, it keeps them from getting too high or too low, almost like a baseball mentality. You know, it's like, hey, kid, I've, I've been there. We, we've all we've all had games like that. No, you don't, uh, you know, talking about coaching kids, getting back to, to that, it's, you never yell at a player for a, for a physical mistake. No, no, it's, it's not like, personal. It's like, none of it. Like, you got to catch that ball. You know, no kidding. You, you know, thanks coach. I had no idea I was supposed to catch that ball. If you hadn't told me, I I wouldn't feel I, I, <laughs> now I now I don't feel as bad. Cause I didn't know I was supposed to catch it, you know? So yeah, he's going to get yelled at. He's going to catch crap, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater has thrown enough interceptions, fumbled and all quarterback better, better quarterbacks have had their crap days that to go in and say, listen, kid, it's going to be fine. We're going to need you. Keep your head up. We're, we're going to need you. You're going to make a play that's going to win a game. So keep your head up. Um, it, it's it's huge. You know, it's huge. Some, you don't get to that level without having a significant arrogance about you um, and confidence in yourself. But the mature, as the quarterbacks, they mature, you know, they're, and, and some of them are just different. Like Teddy's always been this way. 
um, they make the guys better around them a lot faster than than some of the uh, some of the other players. And you know, we one of the questions that that was answered was asked earlier was you know can can he elevate the guy? Can Teddy Bridgewater make the guys better around him? Absolutely, he can. They're all going to be better. Uh, he can make them better, not because he can hit a guy on a twenty yard out. Um, because because another quarterback with stronger arm can do it at a tenth of a second faster, but because he's going to be more accurate, he's going to spread the ball around. And, and part of that, you know, I, I saw you kind of give a cheer when I mentioned ten receivers. You know, he's going to keep everybody involved, mm. and that should keep them more alert. And and uh, you you practice harder, you work out harder, you do all those things to to be ready. You know, KJ, be ready. It's coming. And that screws up the defense. The defense has no idea where you're going, where Teddy's going. He's got so many weapons. You're right. I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches, something the Broncos have not had. And what we learned coming out of this, you know, like I said, it it could be somebody else. I I learned as a defensive coordinator, crap, Cortland Sutton's back. You know, I got to worry about this kid. Um, You know, wait till he gets healthy. Wait till he's 100%, folks. Because you know what I mean? If I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm like, all right. Now, now I gotta I gotta roll a safety over there. I gotta do something with my coverage. And guess what? That means Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are gonna give you gut punches for for four quarters. Did oh, you just say Javante? I, did you just say Javante Williams? Do you talking about my guy Pookie? Because Pookie's <laughs> gonna get a touchdown. Finally, Broncos country, it's gonna happen. You heard it right here. I know I will not be eating crow. Melvin Gordon might even get one as well. But guys. Pookie is going to be introduced to Broncos country. I want to see that mile high salute. He's angry. He's mean. He doesn't like to talk to the media. He's a workhorse. Uh, He's a former linebacker, valedictorian, recruited by every Ivy League school in the country. I'm telling you, watch out, Broncos country. Pookie is coming. And, Scott, I cannot wait to see it. And, guys, we're kind of starting to wrap things up here. Appreciate you so much joining us tonight. He is Scott. I'm Luke. It's MHI. And we are getting you ready for Broncos Jets, the home opener. Lord Deer coming in with a very generous super chat. Appreciate you so much. Hope all is well. Uh, I absolutely love the start. Cautiously optimistic. I still see nine wins. Can we get to ten? Okay, so let's say the Broncos. What? There's 15 games left, so seven and eight. I'd I'd be a little disappointed with seven and eight, LD. I'd, if 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 we if if the Broncos finish seven and eight, I'd uh, for the next 15, I'd be a little disappointed. I would. Let's say uh, I'm gonna go back to what I said to begin with, and go on a go on a even if you go on a nine and six run, that's eleven and six. And nine I'm and six not is a great. Nine to six, barely 500. <laughs> I think, hey, Lord Deer, hang in there because here's one thing I'm, I'm hearing, Lord Deer, and I hope you hear it too with the players during the post-game press conference. Whatever you hear from players, the one thing they're talking about, Scott, and I absolutely love it, call me old school, 1-0, baby, 1-0 after every victory because it truly is one win at a time. I don't think these guys are looking past anybody, which is one of their best features. So don't worry about the Jets game. Now, here's what I'm going to say, Lord Deer, and call me crazy, but I've been watching the Ravens. I'm not afraid of the Ravens. 
I'm not. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go out there and just pick the Broncos because we haven't even got through the Jets. But do I fear the Ravens like I used to like last year, two years? No, I don't. I see plenty of holes in their games as well. But the Broncos have gotten to tighten up these details tomorrow. Be fundamentally sound. Do not turn the ball over. Stick in your lane on special teams. Defense, wrap up. The inside linebackers are going to be tested. Alexander Johnson, you need to have a big game buddy because you're running mate Josie Jules out and you're going to be back there with a couple of young bucks and Justin Sturman maybe that Micah guy they just picked up I don't know how much of the playbook he actually knows look for him on special teams perhaps and then Baron Browning coming off of the edge it's going to be a competitive game for a little bit and then I think you're going to see the Broncos start to take off and, and I think that that having gone through the struggles the bulk of this team has gone through this isn't a team that was coming off you know four straight 12 and four seasons and had a dip last year. This team hasn't had enough sustained success amongst the core of its younger players in order to start taking wins for granted. We might overlook some teams. I might overlook the New York Jets and pencil in a win. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I overlook the Jets. I'm just going to end up looking stupid. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. I look stupid all the time. I don't mind. It's <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it, it, that happens. I trust that the coaching staff and the players are taking it week to week and taking it seriously. And, and for several reasons. Yeah, you're exactly right. And we're starting to wrap it up and then we're going to get to our game predictions. James coming in here. Appreciate you so much, James. Thank you for joining Scott and I on MHI. We really appreciate your time. It's your Saturday night in Broncos country. Um, my palms start to get sweaty Saturday night. I start to get nervous. <laughs> I, I wake up ass early in the morning to water my lawn, get the coffee going, start watching the early shows, get everything going. I got my rituals, right? We're always talking about rituals, stuff like that. James coming in hot. And I love this question because it's something PS2 is my guy. I ride and die with PS2. When he got drafted, I know everyone else was freaking out over Justin Fields. I was so thrilled and on Not in the draft. Else. We and, and it might be the same background we had, but uh, you know, I said in January, this is your guy. In the draft room, man, this is my guy, and I will stick with him. And uh, James is referencing PS2. I don't know if anyone asked this already, but Scott, do you think the Jets will try to test PS2 heavily tomorrow? You saw one rookie quarterback do it in Trevor Lawrence, and he got caught. Uh, you think Zach Wilson's going to go after PS2? I'm going to give the same answer I gave for the Kyle Fuller one. I think that the, that – the Jets and Zach Wilson have to worry about Zach Wilson before they start working about individual <laughs> matchups. I think they got to go short, short and easy. Yeah. Start getting some easy completions, some bubble screens, some, uh, some, some little arrow routes, some little angles to, to the running backs. So I think you're going to see some slot receivers and some tight ends and some running backs before you start testing the perimeter of this defense because he's coming off four interceptions. So he needs to get some, they may go after him later, but they're going to have to. They're going to have to try and get Zach Wilson in a rhythm. I would expect a short passing game to get started, just to get that kid some confidence back. Look for the Jets' defense to have a lot of cover three. Look for CJ mostly to be very active. Uh, it's a tough, a tough middle of the field in the defense, if you will. Uh, so just watch that Broncos country as we go. Um, we all wrote about it on milehighhuddle.com. I've got the Broncos winning 34 to 17 against the New York Jets. Uh, I think you're going to see some similar football as we 
saw in Jacksonville. I think that the emotion, the energy of the crowd is going to be just intense, man. And I'm smiling. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it because we've all been there. We've all been a part of Broncos country, and we know that mile-high magic that happens in there. I'm expecting turnovers. I might even expect one to go back to the house. Uh, you name them. That's going to be the defender. Take your pick. Maybe it's time for Kyle Fuller to get some little bit of redemption. Maybe it's PS2 again. Who knows? But it's going to be a good game. You're going to see the Broncos make mistakes. Those mistakes are going to happen on special teams uh and one one more point about not overlooking the team uh, it, the first home game with full set of fans and how long two years years yeah two years it's like that titanic meme it's been 84 years <laughs> right it, that's how long it's been since Y'all these guys let the Denver Broncos take this team for granted. No, dude, Zach Wilson is going to be piddling in his pants because he's got Vaughn Miller, Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell. He's got Malik Reed. Heck, do not be surprised to see Alexander Johnson blitz that A-gap, folks. You know he loves to do it. He does it very well. Uh, this Broncos D, Coach Fangio, I hope you're ready to bring it tomorrow, man, because I've got high expectations for your defense, the offense. Stay competent. Stay energized. Move the ball downfield. Keep your defense healthy and off the field, and we'll be ready to go. Scott, give me your score. How do you see this one going? Broncos, Jets, season opener. Tell me something I love. I like a very comfortable 27-10, 27-13. I think uh, DeAndre uh, DeAndre Weatherspoon had that same score. I, I like I think that so. one. It could, be, it could be very similar to what we've seen where the game is close by score after 20 minutes. Um, but then, you know, kind of like a, this is, this isn't I'm going to snakes for some reason, but this isn't a Cobra striking team. This is a constrictor. This is a constrictor that makes it just squeezes the life out of a team. And at the end, they, they got no hope. So it'll, as long as you're not beating yourself, this should be a fairly comfortable win. Uh, and real quick, Peter asked, did we answer it already? His question was Tim Patrick at 15 million or Chubb at 15 million. Tim Patrick, uh, I'm done with Chubb. I'd, I'd go I'd go neither right now. 15 million. <laughs> I'm not giving either of those guys. Why you gotta Why you gotta be right like that? Why you gotta be like that? We're finishing... 15 million right now. I mean, oh, 15 million is reserved rocks. for guys that have four figures next to their name at least once. A thousand yard receiving year. Can wow. I be unreasonable Twitter fan for a second? You're a Tim Patrick hater. That's what they call us, right? No, when we I'm, make I'm those. A, I'm a general manager look, that looks at the business side of things. If oh. I'm negotiating against his agent, I'm going to say he's never had more than 700 yards. His name is Scott Kennedy. Million. You can call him George Kennedy. That GM when he, when look. He does, when he, if he does, I, I just don't think there's going to be a 15 million market for Tim Patrick right now. And right now with Chubb, I wouldn't give him that kind of money because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, it, you know, I wrote about it in my in my post game last week. I'll be writing about it tomorrow as I'm covering the game as well. I'm always writing as the game is going on, something you know very well. Also, Scott, your years of the business, respect, tip of the cap. Uh, no, I hear you. It's going to be – That's a nice way of calling me old. No, that's the tip of the, that's tip of the cap, man. Rivals, everything, man. I, Scout, I know everything, man. I, I know what you've done, and I have tons of respect, and I can't thank you enough for joining me tonight on such short notice because Nick is off doing important family things. And that is, I'm saying that with all sincerity. Uh, sometimes things are bigger than football. Sometimes things are bigger than covering this 
specific show. And that's one of those circumstances with family right now. So uh, appreciate you so much. Broncos country. Y'all absolutely killed it tonight. I love seeing all our little thumbs up. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Uh, you guys can find your this podcast as well as the Dove Valley Deep Divers, Huddle Up, Building the Broncos, Broncos for Breakfast, absolutely all of our digital content, uh, You know anything from Kelberman Corner to the Broncos Book Club, all of it, anywhere you guys get your podcasts and audio content. We appreciate you guys so much. He's Scott Kennedy. You can find him at Scott Kennedy on Twitter. Please reach out. He will respond. I respond. We are football nerds. I'm at Luke Patterson LP. And uh, we appreciate you guys so much. So get ready for Broncos Jets tomorrow, the home opener. Get ready. There's going to be fireworks. He's Scott. I'm Luke saying go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.